Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Most of us think a lot about our family's future. That's part of the job, right? And I'm sure you've heard that annoying piece of advice that says, don't buy that latte, invest instead. Well, we went for it a couple of years ago and opened a Robinhood account. To be honest, my husband wanted to cut down on coffee anyway. But you know what? Whatever your goals are, Robinhood could help your family build a better financial future. Investing a small amount now could make a big difference 30 years down the road. It's nice to be in the driver's seat and have autonomy when making investments, which is easy to do with Robinhood. Download the Robinhood app or visit Robinhood.com to start building a better financial future. That's Robinhood.com or download the app now to learn more. Of course, investing involves risk and loss of principal is possible. Returns are not guaranteed. Other fees may apply. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. You can count on T-Mobile to help keep you connected. After investing billions to light up their network from big cities to small towns, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, when you switch to T-Mobile, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus Verizon and AT&T. Visit your neighborhood store or tmobile.com to switch. Plan savings with T-Mobile, third line free on essentials via monthly bill credits versus comparable available plans. Plan features may vary. Credits stop if you cancel or change plans. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury and welcome to Unruffled. Today, I'll be answering a question from a dad who feels like he's hurting his three-year-old's feelings whenever he has to say no to him. Now, before I begin, I want to remind everybody that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com, No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. And they're in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. Traveling with your baby or toddler is always an adventure. It can be a lot of fun, for sure. But packing and hauling all the bulky equipment you need is not. BabyQuip has a simple solution. Rent it. Welcome to the world of stress-free travel. Whether you're going by train, plane, or automobile, BabyQuip eliminates the need to pack and drag all that gear through the airport or take up trunk space. It's there when you need it. BabyQuip offers a huge assortment of clean, safe, and insured baby equipment to create all the comforts of home. Full-size cribs, strollers, carriers, car seats, toys... Books, high chairs, baby baths, and so much more. We all know from experience that babies and toddlers don't tend to adapt well to sudden changes in routines or surroundings. And when your baby doesn't sleep, no one does. A full-size crib, maybe some familiar books, can make all the difference if you're traveling this fall. So everyone gets to rest, relax, and recharge. Right now, my listeners can get $20 off your reservation of $100 or more with code UNRUFFLED at babyquip.com. That's babyquip.com and use promo code UNRUFFLED to get $20 off today. Enjoy the journey with BabyQuip. So here's the note that I received from Trevor. Hi, Janet. My wife recommended your podcast recently. She loves it. And so I've been listening as well and really enjoying it. So thank you. We have two boys, three years and eight months. I was speaking to my wife last night about something that we've encountered with our three-year-old, and she suggested I email you to possibly talk about it on your podcast. So here goes. 
Sometimes when I ask him to do something or won't allow certain things because of danger involved, he seems to get his feelings hurt, as if I'm telling him no and he's done something wrong. I try to explain to him afterwards that the reason I needed him to listen to me during that time is very important. It is because I was protecting him from danger and that I needed him to move out of the way of something potentially falling on his head, etc. Whatever the situation is at the moment. He doesn't like being told no and doesn't really seem to grasp that I'm looking out for him. I don't want him to think that he's being punished or did something wrong when I'm only trying to look out for his safety, yet there seems to be some gray area, and I want to make sure I'm approaching it in the best way. Thoughts? Thanks! (laughs) Trevor. First of all, I love this dad's concern with these details and the impression his son's getting from his interactions with him. I think that's wonderful when any parent is uh, wants to be this careful and considerate of their children. I mean, that's laudable in itself. Now, here are some thoughts that I have. First of all, um, I think that it's not a coincidence that this is happening when this three-year-old has an eight-month-old brother. It's so interesting to me that, I know I've said this before in other podcasts, but most of the people that have issues, that are having issues with their children, most of the people that contact me, either consultation with me or questions in emails, messages on Facebook, a lot of the time when they're having a problem with their older child, they also have a new sibling or they're expecting one. There's just no way that that's going to go over without a transition period of sensitivity and discomfort. And when children have sensitivity and discomfort, they tend to act impulsively. You know, again, these impulses are not thoughtful. (laughs) I'm doing this thoughtfully. It's really just, I don't know what I'm doing here and I'm doing this and you're telling me to do something and I just feel like I can't do it. I have to do the opposite of what you want. So it's not something that we can reason with children about so much as just help them stop or help them to do whatever it is and really, you know, get involved physically and way before we'd ever get angry or even annoyed because we've asked more than once. You know, I always recommend just say it once. If you hear yourself saying it more than once, you probably should have already done something and you should just do something happily you know, with a smile on your face, you're having a hard time doing this, I'm going to help you. Picking your child up, putting your hand in the way so they can't do something, you know, holding their hands so they don't hurt somebody or hurt you, putting the heavy toy away. Um, You're showing me you're not safe with this right now. As if you have what you do have, which is a person that's sort of lost their mind in that moment and they just need your help. So I think... There's a couple things that might be going on with this family. It sounds like, yes, uh, their boy is very sensitive to feeling wrong or shamed or judged. He's just not feeling that good about himself right now. He's very scared. And there probably have been things he's done because just about every child in this situation does things that do surprise us that, you know, what are you doing? Why are you acting like this? And it may be the first time we've seen some of this resistant behavior, maybe, and with some children. And so it catches us by surprise. And we say, hey, hey, whoa, what are you doing? You know, with just that that little bit of attitude, a sensitive child could feel 
ah, you know, I'm getting blamed and I, I really don't know why I'm doing this. Again, I don't know why I have this impulse. So being that person that will just be looking out for that child, you know, like this dad said, something's going to fall in your head. I got to move you and not going into a whole thing of like, this was unsafe and how could you do this? And I don't think this dad is doing that, but he might be like slightly veering into saying too much rather than just letting his boy know that, you know, he's there for him and he understands that he's in an impulsive time of life and things are going to happen. And it's not that I really need to understand more why I shouldn't do these things. I just need you to stop me and help me and understand me <laughs> and not blame me. So yeah, some children are just very sensitive about this. And at this time of life, again, makes a lot of sense. But another thing that can happen is there are some children that when you set a limit with them or stop them in this in these kinds of ways, they will scream and, you know, let loose with some tantrum type or angry type responses. There are other children that go more into, I'm so sad and hurt and you know, that kind of internalized, uh, I guess you could say like smaller <laughs> responses, but you know, I'm just hurt, I'm wounded. It's really coming from the same place as the child that screams and shouts. It's really the same thing, but it's just the way that they're expressing it. Or it could be that, you know, a part of them knows that, that this is what gets the parents empathy and that maybe the, the more angry stuff feels less acceptable to their parents. And as, as, you know, for some reason they feel like that's not the way to go and they, they crumble instead of pushing it out there. And what sometimes happens is that we as parents, we see a child who's crumbling and we see, oh gosh, fragile, you know, feeling sorry for that child a little bit. I'm not saying you're the stat is doing this. I, I don't really know, but I'm just exploring this. So we see this oh, wounded child that we see fragile. You know, we feel guilty about it. Children sort of see themselves the way that we see them a lot of the time, or they, you know, they're easily influenced by the way that we see them. So if we're seeing a fragile, deeply hurt, wounded child by us saying, I can't let you do this and I'm going to stop you, then we will start to treat our child this way with sort of kid gloves. And, you know, maybe this dad isn't doing it, but maybe the, the mom's doing it a little bit, or, or maybe they both are, I don't know. Because I see it happen a lot with, with families that I work with. You know, I actually see a child having a strong reaction of like, I don't like that you said that. But it looks much more like I'm deeply wounded and I'm crushed. And I see the parent, you know, reacting to it, responding to it that way, that this poor baby and, oh, I'm so sorry. And the way I talk to you about it is going to be, you know, very sympathetic as if I'm talking to a wounded person. And I think it helps that child much more if we can say, wow, you didn't, you weren't happy that I stopped you there you know, more speaking to that strength in the child, then that child can feel stronger that they're doing what I think they're actually doing, which is saying, no, and I don't like this. And, and really what that represents is, I, you know, because it could be over something ridiculous, like, look, buddy, I just saved your life. And now you're upset, you know, <laughs> and you're feeling um, 
so put out that I did this and you're, you know, what's the matter with you? It sounds like that's sort of where this dad's coming from. Like, come on, guy, I just saved you. And, and I don't understand why you're having that reaction. But what the child is really saying there is, I don't like what's going on in my family and I feel, you know, scared about this bigger change that's happened and all of that. So those are the feelings that are getting expressed through us setting limits. And that's the way that it usually goes. But in this case, the child is, yeah, going to this like sad, wounded place. And again, I think we need to see it as strength and help that child feel like they are making a strong statement of complaint, which is what I believe that it really is. I don't think they feel crushed that we've said these things. I think that they are releasing their fear and their sadness and their betrayal, maybe feelings of betrayal about this change in their life. So that's what I would recommend. I would recommend, first of all, not going overboard with a lecture or explaining things too much and trying to talk reasonably about a very unreasonable (laughs) impulsive behavior that comes out of discomfort. So I I wouldn't make a big deal out of it, or it might just be an accident that the child did something. But if it's about like not listening, since his dad said that, that tells me that this is really, I want to show you that I'm not happy with the way life is going right now. And I have feelings, I have something to share about that. I have something I want to say about that. So I'm I'm not going to do what you want me to do. Um, Or I'm not going to listen to you. And I'm just going to go flailing out there. That's the impulse, and I think the best thing this dad could do, or the mom, would be to let him know they're going to rein him in and stop him, and then if he gets sad about that, if he seems hurt about that, wow, you didn't like that I said no to you. You, That upset you that I moved you out of there. But talking to him in that kind of tone, with that attitude of, you're telling me some strong things, some strong feelings, you're expressing yourself, you're telling me that you, you don't like that I moved you out of the way. Or that I, you know, said that you had to do something that you didn't want to do. Talking to the strong place in that child so that the child can can feel empowered in their response instead of that they are this weak, fragile child. I don't think that's the truth. And I think it's it's something that we can come to believe that doesn't help our child and, and really doesn't help us see them clearly. So I wouldn't overthink and overworry about uh, why he's responding the way he is. I would really trust that it's it's what he needs to express right now. That it's very likely not about the specifics that um, that are going on. That it's it's about this bigger issue of dealing with a very difficult transition in his life. I wouldn't worry. I would just stop him and see it as impulsive and not try to talk him into why. Uh, you did the right thing and that he shouldn't be upset about it, but really allow him to be upset and see it as a strong, powerful complaint coming from him, you know, or an expression of, you know, his difficulties, that it's coming from a place of strength and good resistance that, that needs to be expressed. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that helps. And there's a lot more in my books, No Bad Kids and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. Also, my other podcasts, this theme comes up a lot. I've written a a lot about this transition from one to two children, or it could be two to three children or three to four children, but the transition that goes on between the child who is the youngest at that time, especially, but all of the children, if there's more, and the new baby coming and how that feeling pushed aside, the fear of the change, what's my life going to look like now? 
how that results in testing behavior and resistant behavior um, and sometimes, you know, reckless behavior. All right. Thanks again. We can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.